because people always want to know, like, how do you do it? How do you come creative stuff? How do you figure out what to write about? How do you figure out what to talk about? Like, how do you find thyself? Well, you got to leave your house and go do cool shit. You know, every time I leave my house, I change. I have something cool to write about. I learn something. I meet someone. Something cool happens. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 193. Holla. Okay. Welcome back or welcome to the show, baby. I'm so excited to be here with you. Listen today, 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 we are going to talk about removing creative blocks and accessing flow state. And every time I say flow, it's so funny. The other day we were talking about like, oh, where do you live, baby? Oh, I live in the flow state, right? Like I'm always chasing flow. That's the state I want to move to. I want to make sure I'm a permanent resident inside of it. Every time I say the word flow, I instantly think of Beastie Boys. Where are you at? If you know, you know. What is it? Uh, slow and low. That is the tempo. So let it flow. Let yourself go. Slow and low. That is the tempo. But like, think of what they're saying slow and low. That is the tempo. So let it flow. Let yourself go. Right? Like, I think this world is so, God, you know it. You're living in it. It's so connected. We're so distracted. Like there's anxiety walking around in our pockets every single day in the form of a cell phone, a mobile device, a smartphone that were literally designed by people who make slot machines to addict us. And yo, I'm not preaching. I am it. I am addicted like the rest of y'all. So I need to work really hard to access flow state and to remove creative blocks because I'm an artist. I am a creator. I'm a writer. And guess what? So are you. If you have anything to say or sell in this life, you have to figure out how to tap into your creativity. And listen, maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, hey, I don't, I'm a mom. Momming is my job. I'm a full-time mama, which, oh, by the way, can we pour a little out for the moms? Uh, yeah, the job that doesn't stop, the job that you don't clock out of, the job that doesn't have, like, you don't just say, oh, it's five o'clock, I'm done being a mom. No, like, I actually think that's when you're getting into some of your most important work, right? Like the evening and winding down, all that stuff. So like, think about creativity as a, a mom, as a parent, right? Because I know we got some dads that listen to the show. So shout out to the dads. But like, literally, it takes creativity to negotiate with a toddler and a teenager, right? <laughs> to get them to do things uh, from posing for family photos to getting their homework done, to cleaning the room, to, you know, just being a nicer human being, right? If you're in that teenager category. So that takes creativity. So how do we, like anyone listening, have a recent like writer's block, creative block where you sit down at the computer and you know you've got an Instagram post to write or a podcast episode to draft out or you know, a newsletter to draft or whatever it is that you're making or like a pitch, you're trying to sell, you're reaching out to clients. Like I'm pitching all the time too, right? I'm in a little bit of a pause state for my pitching as we're uh, revamping my entire brand right now as I've got a new body of work and it's been killing me softly because I'm getting out of the pitching practice. But I, I mean, sitting down to pitch, to, to sell, I mean, you could sit there and just go, uh, where do I even begin? Right. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about creative blocks, removing them specifically by accessing flow state. So I think we need to start here. Like, let's start with creative blocks and what 
the F is it? Like, what the fuck is it? Right? So a creative block, I Googled it. Okay. According to the Google, to Wikipedia, the definition on the interwebs, this is a creative block. Creative blocks or barriers to inspiration, keyword there, barrier to inspiration, can be described as the inability to access one's internal creativity. Writers, musicians, performers, artists are often more likely to be affected by creative blocks, which can last for days, weeks, months, or even years. All right, cool. That's the definition on Google. You want to know the holler definition? Here's the holler definition of a creative block. It is you being afraid to suck. It is you being afraid to make shit. Okay. And here's the thing. And this is big. I need you to remember something. Write this down in your notebook. Shit. That's right. Shit makes the best fertilizer. You know what I'm saying? It grows the greenest gardens. (laughs) It is so gangster in its ability to grow shit. So we need to embrace the shit. I actually wrote, I'm going to read this to you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spit this for you. I wrote a, I wrote a poem, um, for a slam I participated in recently, a poetry slam, and it's a little spoken word piece and I titled it and it was all inspired by this because I had been feeling some blocks, right? Some, some very serious creative blocks. And, you know, I heard on a podcast, I think it was House of Herbie, Queen Herbie's podcast. Um, she's one of my favorite rappers. Anyway, she, she was talking about this, like, yo, you guys like shit makes the best fertilizer. Like, think about it. Right. And I was like, oh, yo, that's it. Like, that's why I'm blocked. Like it is none, it is nothing official or fancy here. What the real deal OG reason we have creative blocks is because we're afraid to suck. (laughs) We're afraid to make shit. So I wrote a poem about it, you know, because poetry is cheaper than therapy. So here's what I'm going to read to you. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to spit it. I don't have this one totally memorized. So I'm using, I'm using my phone. Not that you need to know that because you can't even see me, but here's the poem. Let's go. Shit makes the best fertilizer. No, No, for real, it does. This means we need your shit, your new shit, your old shit, your scary shit, your embarrassing shit, your awesome shit, your dope shit, your dark shit, your funny shit. When I walked into my first ghost poetry show, little did I know that the t-shirt on the wall they sell that says poetry is cheaper than therapy would quickly become a massive moment of clarity because yo, now I get it. We work shit out up here, tough shit, Hard shit, real shit, raw shit. And we're all dealing with a lot of shit, different shit, inspiring shit, brave shit, old shit. (laughs) One of my favorite things about poetry slamming is getting on the mic about to say something new and proudly declaring new shit to which you respond right back with a supportive new shit. And it's this sort of shit exchange we have with each other. Like I'm about to spit some new shit and you are going to lovingly listen to it. Wait, does that mean you are eating shit? Sorry, I digress. But here we are in the middle of a shit sandwich together in community working out our shit. Look, Pain only turns into power when it has somewhere to go. Darkness only becomes light when you flip on the switch. Suffering only turns into wisdom when it's met with gratitude. Storms only pass when the wind has died down. And shit only becomes fertilizer because someone chose to let it out. 
Okay. Okay. I know this is becoming an absolute shit show, but here's the thing. You can't hide from your inner shit. You can't eat it away, numb it away, buy it away, wish it away, complain it away, exercise it away. You have to look at your shit in its eyes and proudly declare, shit, I see you. And yeah, you are kind of gross. You stink. You're embarrassing. I don't like you, but I need you. And I got to let you out. And I love you. So I'm going to put you in my garden because after all, isn't it the dirt that grows us into flowers and flowers require fertilizer to grow? So let's grow up in this motherfucker. Let's bloom. Let's blossom. Let's build a botanical garden of badassery that stands the shit show of time. Okay, hold up. Could this poem win a world record for the most shits said at a slam? Or maybe it's just the shittiest poem I've ever written. If so, yay. Because shit makes the best fertilizer. (laughs) Oh, isn't that fun? Okay, so if you don't like the word shit, you might have tuned out by now, but isn't that good? It did so well in the slam. And, you know, this was the night I, I advanced to the the furthest round I had ever, ever been in. And it was so fun. The audience was cracking up. They loved it. Um, I did get one six on a scale of one to 10. I was like all tens and nines, but one girl gave me a six. And I was like, yo, um, she probably did not like the word shit. Um, but either way, yo, we need your shit. So our new vibe right now. Okay. The reason I share that with you is I want to remind you that we need your shit, your new shit, your old shit, right? Your dark shit, your dope shit, right? And and it is all of those mistakes and failures and shitty first drafts that end up becoming the best-selling novel, the standing ovation-worthy keynote speech. It becomes your greatest body of work, your most popular post, your most viewed YouTube video, whatever it is that you're creating in, the, in this world. Like, we, we need your shit, right? So that is step number one, right? The only reason you are blocked is you are afraid to make shit. Our new vibe here is that we need your shit, right? Number two, let's talk about flow state. What is it? The definition of flow state, according to the Google machine, is stated as so. In positive psychology, a flow state, also known as being in the zone, right? Zone of genius, what's your zone? Is the mental state in which a person performing some activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus, full involvement, and enjoying the process of the activity, okay? So personally, like the number one way I know I am in flow is that it's like a blackout. Like time flies. Like it flies by. Like it is blackout vibes, like good blackout vibes. It's like you look up at the clock and you're like, yo, I've been sitting in my office writing poetry for three hours. What just happened? I have been like that keynote is over. Like I just stepped on stage. Like I'm always in the deepest flow in in a few certain areas. Number one, any and every time I am on stage, like it is my zone of genius. It is, it is such, I am in such deep flow state that I don't, it's a blackout. I don't even remember it happening, right? In some cases, right? People are like, oh, when you did that on stage, I'm like, oh shit, did I do that? Or I told, because every talk's a little different, right? It's just like, I'm in such flow, right? 
anytime I'm writing, certainly when I'm writing poetry and poems and beats and um, really working on my free verse, like when I was writing Homeboy, like hours would just fly by, right? So like definite flow state there. Like, you know, I, I you know, writing is always is one for me. And, and, and definitely when I'm with certain people, there are certain creatives around, certain besties around, certain people I'm around that any and every time we're together, I'm like, dude, that went too fast. Like I didn't even think of my phone. Like I didn't even think about my phone and so sad it was over. I mean, I feel like that when I my time is up on writing and I have to like get into my administrative stuff. I feel like that when my keynote's over, I'm like sad. Right. And then like, I feel like that when I leave certain people, I'm like, Oh my God, this was so good. We get to talk for 20 hours. Like this has even happened on the pod. There are certain podcast interviews I have that I'm like, Oh my God, like how, like, why can we make this a 10 part series? And then the other time I know I'm in flow state and this is like outside of work. Cause I think you're going to have things that put you into flow state, like inside your working world and the things that make up your artistry and your your work and your career. Uh, but then there's also personal things. Like I mentioned my friends, there's certain friends I'm with that bring me into flow state. You know, sometimes when I'm at certain concerts, especially if it's like a good concert, like what, like Beyonce, I was like, what just happened? Like, how is that over? Right. Anytime Snoop Dogg, anytime I've seen a Snoop show, it's like a blackout. I don't even know what's happening. I'm like, what just happened? Right. Anytime I'm in the weeds on like something like that, like a show that I'm really inspired by musically, that is like, I guess, tapping into my work as an artist and as a creative because we've got to get out of the house, which we're going to talk about. But I think there's things that you can do personally, like that are outside of work that bring you into flow state. Maybe for you, it's reading, right? Taking walks, things like that. But for me, it is always organizing my house. Like I legit, I'm always like, if I didn't do this job, I would want to come back. Well, if I could come back in another life, I'd either want to be a a freaking world-renowned badass bitch DJ. I'd love to be a DJ or I'd love to be like a master soul cycle instructor. They're basically like motivational speakers meets a DJ. Um, so shout out to all my soul cycle instructors or cycling instructors out there, um, whether you vibe them with Peloton or whatever it is. But like I started riding to soul cycle and I love, love, love me some soul cycle. By the way, we have a soul cycler in speaker school, baby. She is a badass. She's out there kicking ass, taking names, working on building her platform skills. She's got a book. She's got a podcast. She's stepping on some really dope stages and she is just a badass. We're going to get her on the podcast to talk about herself and her journey, um, building her speaking business and going from like the stage and soul cycle, which she's still on into like the speaking world. But yo, this is the stuff that's happening in speaker school, right? Like these are the people coming through a former CMO with Harley. Oh my God. We've got an anthropology stylist. We've got a DJ. We've got coaches and artists, and we've got people running multi-million dollar businesses. I've got a, a senior vice president of a major baseball franchise, an iconic baseball franchise inside of speaker school. I mean, so we got it all. We got people that want to be speakers. We got people that want to speak more in their careers and just want to figure out how to swag with that. We've got people who have dope multi-million dollar businesses who want to use the platform to like grow those speaking skills. So yo, I'm gonna pause right here. A little plug for speaker school, baby. We open doors on September 25th. So get yourself on the wait list. DM me with questions. Shoot me an email. Hello at judyholler.com. You got to get in this room. And what's so cool is the alumni, like we're already flipping leads to each other. Like that is something I didn't even see coming. And what I have in store for the alumni, like once you've come through speaker school and you've been holified, baby, I've got some dope stuff up my sleeve and I can't make those official announcements yet, but just know 
coming through speaker school is only just the beginning. And I do have a speaker schooler who, because she was in speaker school and I understood her work, I was able to flip her a lead and she paid for the course three times over uh, by booking that business because I walked her into the business, right? So, I mean, guys, this is the vibe, right? It's non-poser nation. It's the real deal. So, like I, I digress on that, but I'm so hype about it. I can't help myself, but there are going to be things you do. Like if I could come back in another life, okay. Soul cycle, soul cycle instructor, DJ, but back to flow state. The other time I'm in flow, the other thing I would do, like I always say, like if I didn't have this business, you know what I'd want to do? I would want to be a professional organizer. Like I love nothing geeks me out more than taking a room and like transforming it and getting it organized in like a junk drawer. Give me your junk drawers. Give me your pantry, right? Give me your cabinets. Like that's my favorite thing. Well, I lo- maybe that's why I move a lot. I don't know. I love to move. Change. I love change. And I love to like mix things up. So I love like, by the time I get cozy in a house, I'm already looking. I'm already on like realtor.com going, baby, where are we going next? And my husband's rolling his eyes going like, literally, I can't. Um, but I, my favorite thing... <laughs> How about moving is unpacking, like putting all the things in its place and organizing. I love it. Like my husband was out of town a few weekends ago and I had like the most high vibe Saturday because I just, we're in the middle of a redesign in interior wise. Cause I had to like get rid of the Midwest to bring in the, like the Southwest. And that's going to require new furniture and new paint and new art and just like a new vibe. Right. And plus like I'm new, I'm changing. And I needed to get a lot of that out of my house. And so I spent like a whole Saturday, like reorganizing and redecorating and clearing out drawers. Like I updated all my glassware. Yo, I'm geeking out right now, but I time flies. Like I am in flow state. I remember looking at my watch that Saturday and I was like, no, it is seven o'clock. Please. Why is it seven? I was so pissed. So y'all, if this whole keynote speaking business thing doesn't work out, I'm going to come organize your cabinets. Give me your junk drawers. Let's go. And I'll do it in sequence. It'll be a whole vibe, right? I'll be I'll make a TikTok channel. Like, is this a business idea? I feel like it is. Anyway. Okay, speaking of flow state and accessing flow state, y'all, how you feel, how you feel and take care of the temple you live in is a big part of that process. And if you feel like crap, you're going to make crap, right? And so we need you feeling good. We need you operating at prime levels, right? Because you're a beast. You are the CEO of you. You wake up to rattle the cage in life, right? So you can become your own sage and step on stage and do all the things you want to do. So I got to tell you, you need to make sure you are fueling that machine. And one of the ways I do that is with my AdvoCare products. They have been a podcast sponsor for three years and that is on purpose, y'all. It's no bullshit. I love them. I love their products. It's a win-win, yo. And I did a whole podcast episode on how I scored this epic five-figure podcast sponsorship so you can snatch some ideas for yourself and your business. But truly, go check out AdvoCare. I've got my own landing page now. They made me an AdvoCare landing page. And our code is HOLLA, H-O-L-L-A, at checkout so you can get discounts when you shop. You can see all of my favorite products on this custom landing page. So you can see what I'm vibing with. And we're going to be playing with that each quarter. As I go through seasons, I kind of switch up my AdvoCare products. Some of them are my OGs, like my pre-workout and my rehydrate. Certainly the Harmony now, that kombucha, the GMO-free kombucha is 
a staple most afternoons in my schedule. Anyway, go check out AdvoCare. It's going to get you into flow state, baby, and make sure you use Holla, H-O-L-L-A, at checkout to support this podcast and get discounts because you do. All the links in the show notes. So how do we open up the creative channels and invite in more flow because it's required. If you have anything to say or sell in this world, we got to get you moving. So uh, to wrap up the episode, I want to share a couple quick hits, things I do. Number one, shit is the best fertilizer. Flip your mindset. We need your shit. You can edit your shit later. Just get your shit out. Get it. Sorry about the shit conversations, <laughs> but like you got to get it out, get it on paper, add it later. Just get it moving, right? We need your shitty first draft. So that's number one. You are not creatively blocked. You're just afraid of, of shit. You're making shit. You're afraid to make shit. You're afraid it looks stupid. You're afraid to fail and you're afraid it's not going to be any good. Great. Cool. That means you're doing it right. So we need your shit. Number two, I need you to invite in the muse, the creative god or goddess or whatever you want to name your muse. I want you to invite her in. I need you to court her, right? Stephen Pressfield very famously writes about this in his book, War of Art. War of Art. Go get this book. It is literally, I think, the number one book besides Big Magic because I think they're equal to me about conversations on fear. I think Stephen Pressfield's book about the resistance and being blocked and fear and all of that, that is, it comes from a more masculine perspective. And then Elizabeth's book, Big Magic, talks about a lot of the same ideas from her experience and her perspective. They're both writers. They're both artists, writers specifically, but she talks about it from a more feminine um, perspective. And I think both of those paired together is literally like rocket fuel for your courage. But he talks about, Stephen Pressfield talks about inviting in the muse, like invoking, tantalizing the muse, the creative muse, right? There's a line in his book on page 110 that says, the last thing I do before I sit down to work is say a prayer to the muse, his goddess. I say it out loud in absolute earnest. Only then do I get down to business. Only then do I get down to business. So I do the same thing, yo. The first thing I do, like I court her. It is, I, all right, you know, I come into my office if it's a day and we're going to talk about environment in just a second, but I'll most, most of the time I'm writing and creating in my office. Every now and then I mix up my vibe based on my vibe. Again, we'll talk about that in a minute, but the first thing I do is I light a candle and catch a vibe. Like for me, a candle is a vibe. It sets a mood. It invites her in. It's like a calling. It's like, Hey babe, wake up. We're going to work. I'm ready. I am ready. I've had my coffee. I've had my tea. I've done everything I needed to. I've washed my face. I've, I've done my morning walk. I've moved my body, whatever it is. Then I get into office. And the second I light a candle and catch like to catch that vibe, the goddess knows we're in that flow, right? So I light a candle, catch a vibe. I put on a very vibey Spotify playlist based on my mood. Lately, I've been writing to a lot of Hans Zimmerman, the guy who scores a ton of movies. Oh my God, do that. Especially like for any poets out there, any writers out there, like I love writing my poetry to Hans because it'll go all over the place from like Disney to 
dramas to whatever. And I always like to think about when I'm writing, how would it sound to each beat? And as the rhythms change, like the score changes, the energy behind the words I write start to change and how I start to read it out loud changes. It's been a lot of fun for me. I love writing to jazz. I love writing to jazz specifically on rainy days. I don't know why that is. Piano's big for me. I love piano. Sometimes I'm writing to like old school hip hop and I just do instrumentals of hip hop because I don't want to get lost in the words, but those beats help me write my free verse and again, my poetry. And it just puts me in a vibe. So again, pick your thing. But anytime I put on that, whatever playlist I'm putting on, the muse knows. She knows that I'm getting ready to sit down and do my work. So light a candle, catch a vibe, open up my windows. I've got plants in my space. I've got a, a warm cup of coffee or a green juice or whatever your vibe is. Maybe you're, you're making tea in a beautiful, glamorous 1930s teacup, right? Like do not disturbs all are on. And those should just be on kind of permanently. You know, get all those notifications, get the phone out of the, like whatever you need to do, just remove all the distractions. My office has French doors. So I'll put for the times I'm going into flow, like I just boop, boop, boop. I put up, that's me. That's the sound of me putting up blackout shades <laughs> over my French door windows so that no one can come in. And my husband and anybody that's here, because my office is kind of in the middle of our space, like in our living room off the front of the house. So it's kind of in this like major central heart of the home. And, you know, if people are here or whatever, I just, when those are up, it is like, slow and low. She's in the tempo. Don't come in the room, baby. Don't come in the room unless you want to get your head bit off, right? Because I am in a flow state, baby. So I'm saying all this because you've got to invite her in. Who is your muse? Name the muse. You know, I'm going to name my muse. I haven't named, I just, she's goddess. Like it's goddess to me. Uh, maybe I'll name her. Anyway, whatever. Invite. You've got to set the stage. Light a candle, catch a vibe, set the stage. Okay. Number three, know thyself. Okay, because not every day you're going to be in the mood to make or create. And if you feel like shit, you're going to create shit. When you feel high vibe, you're going to create vibey stuff, right? So know thyself. Sometimes it is not the time to work. Uh, my husband and I were just talking about this yesterday. Uh, he was like, I just, I was like, how was your day and all this stuff? And he's like, it just wasn't a day. Like I just like had to do some administrative stuff and then like let it go. He's like, I was not feeling it. I'm like, God, I felt that on so many levels because when I force myself, it never works. So it's okay. Know thyself. Do you write and create your best? Like, will your muse show up in the morning or is your muse a vibe in the evenings? I have friends that create and do their most important work like after 10 p.m. Like 10 to 2 in the morning is like their thing, right? And then some people are are really early morning people. I am a morning person. That is when I am the most, my favorite time to give a keynote. I'm the most high vibe. I'm recording for you right now in like one of my most high vibe, muse-inducing times, right? So for me, it's like the magic, my witching hours, my good witch hours are between like 8 a.m. and like I'd say 10, 30, 11 a.m., right? That's like the best. So know thyself morning, night, right? Is it a good day or a bad day? Do you want a need a quiet office for the work you're going to do? Or do you need to be in a high vibe coffee shop that is popping off? Like I do both. It depends on what I'm making. Sometimes I love to sit in a really chic place and watch people and let that inspire my poetry, my words, what I make that day. Sometimes I just need to get out of my house to invite in a different version of my muse, right? Because that's saying something to her as well. When I'm creating in this office, 
office, it tells my muse one thing, but when I go into a coffee shop or a really high vibe, like hotel lobby or public working space, I love doing that. I love hotels. Um, it's inviting in a different muse and I'm telling her I'm, I'm here to do different types of work, right? So those are all things to understand. Number four, leave your house and go do cool shit. I say this all the time. I said this on a podcast interview yesterday because people always want to know, like, how do you do it? How do you come creative stuff? How do you figure out what to write about? How do you figure out what to talk about? Like, how do you find thyself? Well, you got to leave your house and go do cool shit. And I said this on the interview yesterday that, you know, every time I leave my house, I change. I have something cool to write about. I learn something. I meet someone. Something cool happens. I have a story to tell. Like, so go leave your house and do cool shit. Like, you know, I went to Beyonce two weeks ago. When was she coming through? She came through about a week and a half ago. And it was dope, dude. It was like, by the time she went on, it was nine o'clock. Y'all know I'm in bed most nights. Like, I love to sleep, baby. What do I love more than Snoop Dogg? Sleep. Sleep. I love sleep. Okay. Beyonce came on at nine o'clock. Okay. By the time I got home, it was like 2.30 in the morning. Okay, after traffic, after leaving. I mean, that show, 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, she didn't get done till like midnight. It was like 12, 12, 15. So think about that. You got to get to your car. You got to deal with traffic. Oh my God, do I sound 47? But anyway, we had so much fun and it was so worth it, right? So you've got to apply a little pressure and try some new things from time to time. Uh, but get yourself out of your house, right? Like go do new things. Go to museums. Go sit in a park and look around. Go read a book in a park. Go try a new coffee shop, go to a meeting, go join a new group, go sign up for a, a race, like go to a concert, go to a show, go watch the ballet, like go see your friends, try a new state, do a solo, a solo trip, go up into the mountains, right? Like go on a walk by yourself with no technology. You get what I'm saying here. You're like, leave your house and go do cool shit. This is how you literally get yourself into flow state because you will learn and you will grow and you will become something like different on the other side of the cool thing you're doing. Take a course. I mean, so many of my speaker schools are literally saying this right now. They are learning so many new things, things that are awakening up because it's a new perspective. It is someone new's story on things they understood, but they hadn't heard it this way before. So it's popping them off in really cool ways because now they've got new information and they're, they're bringing something new into their life. They're remixing what they're doing every day and applying it to their own personal perspective and personal choices every day. So you got to leave your house and do cool shit. And then the last thing is, and I just teased on this in the last one, but let's go deeper. You have to apply a little pressure to yourself. Pressure is a good thing. And I'd like to remind you that pressure is how diamonds are made. Like diamonds are made because pressure is applied to them. And I think we um, feel like we should avoid pain. Like we, we, there should be no pain in our life, right? You cannot avoid pain. <laughs> um, but I'd like to remind you again that pressure is what makes diamonds. So I invite you to put a little pressure on yourself. This is why deadlines are actually a good thing. Scheduling time, discipline is the understated conversation behind success and entrepreneurship that so many aren't talking about. I think so much of what I have done to date and in my life is because I am disciplined and I apply pressure to myself. I schedule time to do the things I want to do in this world. That's manifestation. The truth about manifestation is you set an intention and then you go give that intention attention. Boom manifest, 
That's the secret. So you have to apply pressure. You have to set deadlines, right? You have to tell others about it. Safe people. You don't want to tell everybody about your dreams, but your trusted, creative confidants, right? Uh, Tell your muse, right? Whatever that is for you, but telling people, putting money behind it. This is why paying for and investing in courses and coaches, right? And paying team members, like all of this matters because now there's pressure, right? There's some accountability. Get an accountability partner. Find a, a ride or die, a business bestie. I have a few of those in the keynote speaking business and certainly in the in the world of artistry and poetry these days, right? Like people who are holding me accountable to my dreams and my deadlines, right? So these are all ways to access flow state, right? Um, shit, we need your shit. Shit makes the best fertilizer. Invite in and court your muse. Set the stage, baby. Lay out a blanket, light a candle, do what you need to do, right? Know thyself, leave your house, go do cool shit. All of this is going to channel flow state and applying a little pressure isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Because pressure makes diamonds. And I think the bottom line here is that no one's fucking coming. No one. No one. It's really a conversation about discipline, babe, because no one's coming. And it's time to put on your big girl pants and go make your dreams happen, right? Manifestation is getting clear about what you want and then giving that intention attention. And the world is yours, right? Discipline is required, but no one's coming. It's up to you, right? So resources, homework, get Big Magic, read it if you haven't. War of Art, get it, read it if you haven't. And another one I love, Steal Like an Artist. Steal Like an Artist. And I think this will help you take so much pressure off yourself. Although we want to apply a pressure once we get clear on what we want, right? Because shit will never happen if we don't. But I think we put a lot of pressure that we have to be original, babe. No one's original. It's all been done. It's all been created. It's all done. So let that just help you catch a vibe because what makes it original is you. So Steal Like an Artist can give you a lot of ideas there and a really big, beautiful permission slip to just go make cool shit, babe. Just go make some cool shit and get out of your own way because the only thing blocking you from doing your most important work is you. Uh, Oh, and your last homework assignment, go get yourself on the speaker school wait list, baby. Or if you're listening to this when registration is open between September 25th and October 7th, get registered for speaker school, baby. It is popping off. And we talk about ideas like this and so much more. And the best part is that you get me live every month in a dope ass community of alum um, who can help you grow your business. But I do no coaching. I don't want to be a coach. I do no coaching. This is the only live coaching I do monthly inside the alum community for our speaker schoolers. So baby, I hope to see you there. Link in the show notes. And until I see you again right here next week with a brand new episode, holla. You know how we do. See you next time.